0: What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Shashank, and it's our first episode of Getting Started with Shashank Kumar. And the guest who is joining us provides so much value and so much content for the designer community completely for free. He also organized a virtual conference for a designer with a a top designer from all over the world come to speak and share their experience. He achieved so many things in a very young age, so we got so many things to learn from him. Recently, the virtual conference he is doing got sponsored by the Adobe itself. So without making any delay, let's get started. Here we are with Ryan Hayward, the man behind the Pitchproof. How are you doing, brother? I'm
1: doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm great, man. Thank you so much for asking. Well, can you introduce yourself to the viewers or the listeners who don't know you?
1: For sure. Hey, everyone. What's up? My name is Ryan Hayward, um, probably known as the guy behind Pitchproof. I run the 83, oh no, sorry, 84,000 designer community on Instagram. Um, at Pitchproof, we put out content daily. Um, you know, the whole carousel games, um, but more common than that, what we would actually do at Pitch Brief as a business is actually run virtual events for designers. So a lot of people would have known um, our events um, more specifically from last year. Um, so we held a virtual conference called Front Row 2019 where we had 3,500 designers joined. We had speakers such as Chris Michael Janda, some really top names in the industry, um, and it was a really awesome experience there. And then this year, again, we're planning to do another conference, which is early next month, July 8th to July 11th. Um, we're doing a three-day virtual uh, conference again called Front Row 2020, the follow-up from 2019's edition. And, yeah, we're just we're just loving life and, um, yeah,
0: doing the best we can. 100%. I love the idea of your the virtual conference. So how did you come up with that idea? Because you were doing this uh, before – this corona pandemic so it's basically yeah. the people are adapting to the virtual conferences after the corona but you're doing this before that so yeah, what's your sure. idea
1: See, behind it for sure so we kind of saw that gap in the market of virtual events and the um the, i guess the functionality in actually doing a virtual event pre-corona pre-lockdown pre-pandemic um so the actual idea where that initial idea came from from doing a virtual event a virtual conference I was literally on a live stream with another design influencer mate of mine and I I proposed to him I'm like hey wouldn't it be cool if we got like you know a bunch of like different um, design creators and design speakers and design influencers on this Instagram um, train because there's a really um, like niche community of um, design influencers out there I'm like, wouldn't it be cool just to do a bunch of Instagram live streams back-to-back and just do a massive like three-hour live Q&A session? Um, And then from there, we took that idea and then we pivoted it or expanded it into what we called a conference and we got a you know, I found someone who was going to do the head of broadcasting for me. So we made it look really fancy and really professional. We got 12 speakers. We, you know, we did the promotions on social media and we made this into an actual event rather than just, ah, uh, we'll do something small on the side, like an Instagram live. We made it into a proper event, a proper broadcast, a proper live stream, I guess. And it kind of just blew up from there. And then from that moment after finishing that first event, we were like, okay, this is one, monetizable. Um, yeah. And two, people want it people yeah. really like our events so we're going to keep doing that and we
0: really enjoy making them so why not yeah 100 so it will also beneficial for for the people all around the world they don't need to go anywhere that's
1: yeah. it that's it and it costs less right
0: yeah if you go to a <laughs> yeah, 10% normal conference you might yeah. pay,
1: you might you might pay like a thousand dollars to attend a conference for three mm. days yeah but with our event, you know, we've got one a free pass and then also we've got a VIP pass this year, which is only like a hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. I want to ask you, do you feel like people underestimate your conference because it's free or just take it for granted? Um,
1: I, I think it's a strategic move for us to do it free if we're looking at the business standpoint, because it means we can have more eyeballs on our conference, yeah. right? Then if we do the event next year and we've got a, another paid plan or something like that, then more people are going to buy the VIP pass. The yeah. people who have bought the VIP pass this year, most of them, uh, you know, attended Front Row Twenty Nineteen last year, so they already know the expectations and the standards. And then also, if we have as like as many people as we can attending our events, that looks really good from a sponsor standpoint. For example, this year we've got Adobe um, sponsoring our conference, so for we, us to go and actually be able to sell them, um, go, hey, you know. Let's call it what it is. Give us some money in exchange for some, you know, sponsorship promotions. We yeah. actually have to have an audience there. So we can sell, you know, 500 VIP tickets, or we can try to get 5,000 people attending our design conference. Yeah. Which one's going to weigh up a little bit better in the long run. It's always going to be the biggest numbers.
0: So it's a long-term vision. It, it is. And that's just running a business in general. Okay, right. So I'm going to dive right into the more serious aspect of this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what's the best and the worst thing about your life right now? Best thing
1: about my life right now is that I get to do what I want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the best thing. Worst thing is probably the uncertainty of the future in terms of, I mean, it's a tricky situation at the moment. Like at the moment, I'm working from home um so like everything's kind of up in the air where i am based um actually just today restrictions have been brought um back up a little bit um because there's been a few spikes and whatnot so it's it's kind of tricky at the moment to understand what the next three months is going to look like what the six next six months are going to look like just because this whole pandemic and everything everything seems so unpredictable um so it's kind of the worst thing at the moment it's kind of yeah. Figuring out hmm, yeah. what the future might look like. It's hard to plan for it.
0: So what's your long-term vision about yourself? Like uh, where do you see yourself in five years?
1: For sure. So, um, it's just where I'd see myself in five years is just more of a personal brand, um, type of attribute is where I kind of want to get into like pitch is really good for building that. Um, And I love building businesses. I love building businesses in the design industry. That's kind of where the passion is at the moment. Um, But I think this whole thing kind of runs back to a personal brand type of game. So, you know, I like doing these podcasts and I like doing conferences and I like doing talks at, you know, in real life events. Like that's the type of stuff I want to get to do. And I think running a business like this and doing podcast interviews like this is that process to get there.
0: I want to know, how did you come up with the idea of the Pitchproof? For sure. So Pitchproof, basically on um, like two years and like two
1: days ago, actually, um, we initially launched Pitchproof, the actual business. And it actually started as a um, piece of software for logo designers to pitch their works to um, their clients, which is something completely different to what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, but through that process of actually building that um, SaaS product, we started to build a community online. Therefore, we were, we were creating content on a regular basis, on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. And our numbers
1: just started to grow. And through the process of running a business like that, um, we did a lot of affiliate marketing programs. So we actually reached out to people like Connor Fowler and you know, some of these really big um, design influencers at the time. Um, to like you know get to partner with them to actually expand our reach on our um sas business and then through that process we started to build some connections there and then yeah like i said we did that first um virtual conference last year which is our first virtual event and it was super successful. um so we decided to pivot the business entirely and kind of just ditch the SaaS product um for multiple different reasons there but yeah Yeah, it's definitely been not just a journey where we've gone, okay, this is what we're doing from the start and just sticking to it. We've been very flexible. Um, Yeah, being flexible is important. Yeah, but I mean, our values have stayed the same. It's like, you know, we still want to be good people. Uh, We want to just create awesome stuff for the design community. And that's kind of it. So back in
0: the days, you guys just upload like the logos on on your Instagram page. But now, but these years you upload so many informative stuff which you can apply in any industry like how to negotiate with clients uh, who are the bad clients and other beautiful stuff like that like how to improve your linkedin game so what's the reason behind it do do you just want to of course you want to serve to the community but any other reason why you're doing this um no because well
1: i guess if you want to look at the actual technical perspective the very core of why we put out the content that we do and why we Give away all our secrets and give away all this information is simply because I like to give back and I like to give that. Inf- I just like to give that information away. That's like I like giving value. That's like the core reasoning for it. But the yeah. positives of that is that one, you grow trust in some in your business and yeah. and you right people trust the name Ryan Hayward and Pitchproof now. Yeah, simply because I've put out free content that people yeah. find valuable. Right. Yes. And then also the other thing that it does, it actually creates sales. Like, let's yeah. be honest, if I didn't have the community that I did, I wouldn't get the numbers that I would on PitchFree. If I wouldn't get the sales that we are doing at um, Front Row, I wouldn't get Adobe as a sponsor, right? Yeah. So yeah. all this free content and community building, it actually generates leads it generates sales and it
0: generates income. Yeah. 100%. So I want to know, when did you get your first introduction with the graphic designing and the world of creativity? Like how did Um, you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm completely self-taught. I probably I started just like designing on Photoshop probably since I was like seven or eight year old, seven or eight years old, just like playing around, just doing random stuff, designing, you know, random YouTube banners for different things, or just like random different things. And then probably around the age of twelve is where I kind of found my love for graphic design. And from that age, I went, okay, I want to be a graphic designer. Um, now the normal process at that time well still is you know go to university or college and then you know yeah. do that for four years and then finally go out to get a design job um but you know like i'm 19 right now right so if i followed that process i'd only be like 22 to like 23 24 years old when i'd actually start my career i'm like okay. don't really want to wait 10 years to start yeah. so i started um at 14 entering design contests online started to win a few of those Built up a freelance business from that, which was doing pretty well. And then I started Pitchproof. And then more recently, over the past six months, I've faded yeah. out the freelance business and just started to go full time on Pitchproof.
0: So you also went on some design contests, right? Yeah, yeah, like 99designs and sites like those. How those design contests help you in your life?
1: It helps as a beginner designer because... You have to deal with clients. Yeah. You have to understand how to manage them. You have to understand how to communicate them. You have to understand how to sell yourself. You yeah. You have to understand how to sell your work, how to present your work. So a design, it gets, um, like design contests in general, they get a bit of slack um, because, you know, designers aren't paid for everything they do. And yeah, yeah, that's fair yeah. enough. But when you look at the flip side of that, design contests are actually a really good educational re- learning resource. Yeah the designers trying to start their career or, you know, just learn the ins and outs of freelancing or um, a design agency or anything like that, because you have to, you know, present your work. You have to do all that um, project management stuff that they probably won't even teach you in design school anyway. And then the other positive thing to that is you also get to build a portfolio.
0: Yeah. So what I feel about the design contest is like it helps you and increase your creativity, but uh don't do it for the purpose of the monetization of the money
1: yeah because the reality is you won't be you won't make enough unless you're like a top creator or a top designer on one of those platforms you won't make enough money to sustain your income
0: yeah like it's just
1: not feasible yeah
0: 100 percent. so what are the mistakes you made throughout this journey of yours um mistakes which you want the younger generation to avoid
1: yeah i think I think the biggest mistake is i wanna say pricing by the hour was a mistake. Fortunately, I didn't do that too often, but the times I did, I probably lost the money I wanted to um and I think the biggest mistake, especially younger like fourteen fifteen, is that I didn't see my freelancing business as a or even like I'd say basically throughout my entire freelance career, I didn't really treat it that much as a actual business. I just treated it as, oh, okay, I'm a freelance designer. I'm Ryan Hayward. I do this service for you. Yeah. I didn't treat it enough like a business, like I'm doing roof, And I think for that reason, I don't I don't want to say the freelancing business suffered because it didn't, but it could have done a lot better than what it did if I treated it like an actual business and, you know, thought about profit margins and um like had the business information and the business yeah. that i do now i feel
0: i could have done a whole lot more um in that business so do you still doing freelancing or just focusing on the business um at the moment it's full-time pitch proof um i've kind of closed the dance, freelancing. dance to so when did you feel like like this is your thing the graphic designing is made for you um
1: yeah since 12 years old ever since i wanted to do it graphic design and yeah. yeah, the design industry was something like new. I wanted to be in.
0: I also started this uh, in a very young age. I used to just cut out my face and put it on the body of the hull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's where I started. Well, what do you like? What's the one piece of advice you want to give to the those people who want to who see their future in this field? Like, how do they begin their journey as a creative professional? Like, they could be anyone, like uh, the motion graphics or VFX or whatever. Not this the graphic designing or the logo and red they could be the web developer just a creative professional
1: yeah you just have to start any way you know how <clears throat> so if that means you know how to start by building a website do that if that means you know how to start by doing it, creating an instagram account do that um you've just got to s- start and just let this journey take its toll um yeah. but obviously have some sort of plan of attack like for example you can't just go okay Today, I'm going to start a freelance design business. And it's like, okay, now what? Do I need a website? Do I need my portfolio up? What are my marketing channels going to be? Um, Do I need a network of people? And there's some really good courses and just free content online about this too. Yeah, uh, when people ask me, how do you start? What's the best piece of advice you can give? It's just start. You've just got to start.
0: Yeah, I understand. Like, just go for it. Yeah.
1: Actually, I'll tell you what. This is... This is a true story, by the way. I started pitch proof. So I thought of a, the initial concept for pitch proof two days before I actually launched the actual business on Instagram.
0: So That's it was a Friday weird. night.
1: I th- I thought of the idea. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna mock up some designs in Sketch, which I did Friday night. And then over that weekend, yeah, I like built the landing page, I registered the um, domain name and the business name and all that, you know. Um, build a logo, build an identity. Got the social medias up, and then by Monday, I believe, oh, no, sorry, it was Tuesday morning, I had everything ready to go, and I launched.
0: Great man, this is awesome. It's like just this... weekend,
1: just yeah, go. What
0: I mean? Yeah.
1: If you got an idea and you're passionate yeah. about
0: it, just go for it. Just yeah, like this, don't, just don't don't waste your time about thinking about it. Just go for that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. That's that's great. Okay, so I want to know, what's the moment in your life that changed your entire life?
1: A moment? I I think there's a specific moment in my life that changed everything. I don't think I can put a um, point on that. What I will say, though, is that building an audience online and, like, there was a certain point last year, probably from, like, May to, like, August, where we were growing, like, a 1,000 followers per day, and it was just yeah. this rapid, rapid growth of yeah. followers and um, likes. That, at the end of kind of that spiral, you realize that <clears throat> like, having a community behind you and having a network behind you is extremely important yeah. for
0: growing any sort of business. Yeah, I saw your Instagram growing from 10K to 80K in a snap, like this instant growth.
1: Quite literally, quite
0: literally. That's great, man. Thank you so much for con- like doing the conversation with me in this podcast. No I'm well. Very blessed to have you in my first episode. Thank of you course. so much. It means a lot to me. No worries. I uh, will link all the Ryan's Instagram handles and the other social handles down below in the description. So sure. well, if anyone, anyone wants
1: to check out, um, if anyone yeah. wants to check out our Front Row virtual conference coming up on July 8th, um, head to design there. And yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. Check out different through 2020. It's awesome. You will see the lots of the like the top designers out there. So let's it. Ch- check it out. Uh, your any your social handle like uh how people reach out to you like your email ID or Instagram handle?
1: Sure. So um, we're at Pitchproof on Instagram, which is where we're most active. You can reach out to me personally on Instagram at the Ryan Hayward. Um, And if you want to send me an email, I'm always up for a chat. Just ryan at usepitchproof.com.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming and talking to me. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing your experience and your ideas about your future. Thank you. Of course. Thanks for your time.